This podcast is part of the Somebodies Network. You're never alone when you've got some buddies. Hey everybody, this is former WWF Light Heavyweight Champion Gilbert, brother, and you're listening to the Greetings Guild Podcast. Love how the squeak of my chair gets picked up by this mic. So we're, we can talk. We can talk. All right. So I had my birthday. Yes. Yeah, how'd, my that, birthday. how'd that go? Uh, I, I got I got older. <laughs> no shit. Uh, yeah. And I didn't uh, I didn't bother to check to see if like my prostate got bigger in the short amount of time between the day before my birthday and my actual birthday. But um, there that having that just recently happen and uh, me overeating again at Burger Fi today. Granted. Um, yeah. You, I don't know what how your body reacts to that, but mine does this. It kicks in the like immediate acid reflux, especially if I like douse all my fries in malt liquor. Ah. <laughs> malt liquor. <laughs> malt really? vinegar. Malt vinegar. Malt vinegar. <laughs> malt vinegar. <laughs> the no, malt, we're not luscious. <laughs> the malt liquor is desserts. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe this isn't an age problem. Maybe we're just like like Maybe slowly, we're just stupid. Slowly killing ourselves <laughs> well, with, yeah. through vice, yes. Um, <laughs> All right, so the malt vinegar. Malt vinegar, yeah, it gives me acid reflux. And I don't get, like, you know, acid reflux. What I do is this, uh, like, once every 10 minutes or oh, so. Oh, well, you do that anyway. Uh, well, I try not to, but it's like, you know, that kicks up all all the mucus. Yeah. And, and the snot. The more you talk, Welcome, sure. lunchtime listeners. Oh, there you go. Um, <laughs> but I was like, okay, well, I... I never feel like as an old, as much of an old man as I do when like when I get acid <laughs> reflux. And I think I think it's because we like tend to surround ourselves with you know trappings, uh, trappings of like our youth, arrested development. Yeah, yeah. We, we basically wear that like ornamentation, like you know, like like stripes. Yeah, I like and, how um, you just panned the room as you said that. <laughs> yeah, I'm like well, we're, we're we're entombed in things and toys <laughs> and uh, all sorts of other you know of. Uh, youthful symbols of youthfulness and it's like we don't really believe that you know we don't really believe that we are aging so that like when something happens to us like our knee feels sore we're like what this doesn't make sense <laughs> mom what's happening to us you know one thing i like, <laughs> i i always uh made the joke that you don't have birthdays you just gain another level you just gain another level so yeah because it's just like some little cute thing i did and then last year mm-hmm. when i turned 41 uh-huh I realized, oh, wait a minute. The Spider-Man game. You get like a new suit almost every other level up or something. I wonder if you get anything for the level 41. Mm -hmm. You know what you get? What? The cartoon Spider-Man outfit. Oh, that's beautiful. Yeah, the animated one. What happens at 42? Nothing. Oh, okay. So then it's all downhill. Yeah, I don't think anything happens again (laughs) until 45 or 47. Oh, oh, so we got something to look forward to. Oh, yeah. The stuff goes all the way to level, I want to say 60. Yeah. I'm not sure that's accurate. But by the time you reach level 60, the web shooter doesn't work anymore and nothing really matters. Yeah. <laughs> that's, I mean, there was parts he had to take the bus uh-huh. from the game. So. Right. And he was, but he was able to do, do so with a discount. The superhero discount? And that was a plus. <laughs> the old cranky, uh, my prostate has meddled with <laughs> too many of my day to day activities discount. Um, <laughs> but, but, but I was, I was thinking that like, okay, I, if I'm walking around and all of a sudden I'm doing this like once every, I'm doing that like, you know, per, uh, periodically, uh, you know, uh, that, yeah. I, n- I never feel like more like an old man than at that time, <laughs> hey. which is, which is great because that's like, 
a fi- that's like a physical manifestation. But what are like what are like some of the things that like that you do or that other people do that constantly remind you of? How about this? Not constantly remind you of how get how old you're getting, but how old you don't feel. Because if somebody else does it, it's kind of like Schadenfreude, which right. is really easy to get into. And you're like, God, at least I'm not as much of a crank as that asshole. <laughs> how old are you, man? I'm 22. Well, I, I realized the other day, and this is going to get a little wait, disgusting. Wait, here, here it comes. Oh, <clears throat> there we go. There we go. Oh, God. This tasted like mm, fried chicken sandwich. All right. Sorry. Go ahead. That doesn't sound unpleasant, actually. It's seconds. Seconds. <laughs> it's the fumes of the, of the fried chicken. <laughs> But the, I don't. I'm pretty sure I'm the only one in this boat, and it's going to get a little snack after there birth. It is. Yes. Snack <laughs> after birth. <laughs> <laughs> oh, what's the placenta? <laughs> I don't know. Maybe that's just placenta. Okay. I don't know if I want to tell this anymore. <laughs> now you have to. Now I have. Now to. we're in fifth All right. gear. All right. And you All put right. us there. Here's the deal. I've realized that when I'm standing at a urinal, mm-hmm. oh, this I, is going to be good. I cannot. 100% complete uh-huh. unless I let out a fart. <laughs> <sighs> Thanks for sharing, Bob. <laughs> and I do that thing, especially if it's at the work bathroom. I look over my shoulder and I, I look in the mirror to see if all, all the stall doors are open or anything. And which, you know, I really shouldn't do that because if there's any place to let one rip, uh-huh. the restroom is that place. Yeah, it's you, a sanctum. That's why nobody talks in the men's room. It, well, yeah, or should <laughs> not talk. Uh huh. But yeah, I cannot stand up there without. Yeah. Oh, there we go. Okay, I'm done. <laughs> but isn't that the. I know what kind of fart this is, too. This is the one where you're like. This is the one where it's all prostate talk tonight. So that's going to be on our next <laughs> That's going to be on the t- uh, on our next T-shirt. I'm pretty sure. Um, <laughs> prostate talk with Bob and Corey. It's it's the one where you're like, okay, it's out. You're relaxed. You're kind of like caught in that refractory bubble between you being too aware of anybody in the restroom and then you wanting to get the hell out. Uh-huh. So you re- you re- you relax for like 1.5 seconds and then <laughs> it goes like that. And then you're like, all right, time to go. So you're primed. I've had some thunder boomers at times where I was like, I know somebody somewhere in this building heard that. (laughs) And then I realized, I didn't do a perimeter check. (laughs) There could be somebody right behind me. And then you look in the mirror and then like, boom, black shoes. You can see them them right there. And you you know that like one of the shoes is like going back and forth. All right. This is a good transition because... I have I've actually been sitting on this for like small talk for months and I keep fucking forgetting. Here we go. All right. What's the worst position to be in? We'll get back to the old man talk in a second. What's the worst position to be in when you cut when you rip ass in the bathroom? All right. Is it worse to be the person in the stall trying not to laugh or you having just having just squeezed cheese trying not to laugh at the possibility of the dude in the stall trying not to laugh? I think that's harder to <laughs> that's do. That's harder to do. <laughs> Hearing someone else just let her rip, and then uh-huh. you try, and you're just having those belly laughs where your whole chest is shaking, <laughs> and you're trying so hard. But the thing is, you're standing at the urinal, so you're, you there's audible sounds yeah. of the stream vibrating. <laughs> here's the, here's the thing about the place that we work. I'm not going to go and get into too much detail about it. We have a lot of straight laced types that work there. Right, we got a couple. Yeah. yeah, that so like our men's room is exceptionally pious. There's like no talk. People barely acknowledge it each does other. Does depend on who's in there. 
Depends. Like, I can have small talk with a couple of people from production while pissing, which is kind of nice. Because as much as we like to talk about, like, you know, the men's room being the sanctum, and you just said to, you just said to yourself, you prefer it when people don't talk in there. If somebody breaks the ice, then everything is like, oh, God, thank God. <laughs> <laughs> somebody else did it, and it wasn't me. I win. But you can talk to them, even if you're, like, a, even if, like, you're in the middle of, like, pinching a foot and a half long loaf. <laughs> And then there's like that full on snake, and then coil. there's that like gassy break in the uh, in in the in the reading where it's like, oh, hey, how's it going? Oh, I'm doing over right. It's fantastic because you know now you're on safe, if hollowed ground, you know. But if anybody doesn't say anything, and it's usually the norm. People don't even like acknowledge each other heading like in tandem uh, through the door, like at the same time. Like, if somebody's coming in and somebody's coming out, you're like, you know? That's it. What's up? Hey. Which is another old man moment. It's like, yeah. <laughs> Just grunting instead of communicating. Yeah. So, anyway, to, to un-derail ourselves. Um, <laughs> uh, the one thing that I always thought that, like, keeps a person from getting, like, too old is this whole idea of becoming set in their ways. And the first time I heard that phrase, I didn't exactly know what it meant. Like, you know, it's your mom talking about an older relative or something. Right. That person's set in their ways. That's why they're so unpleasant or whatever. (laughs) And then later on, I figured out that it's somebody who gets so used to a certain mode of living that they can't, like, adapt or they can't discover anything else. They, or they don't, don't know how to. Or don't know how to. Yeah. It's fr- it's kind of frustrating. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna try to do this like it, it, with this pitying tone that a lot of people do. It's like it's so sad when you can't do that anymore. It's for it's like annoying as shit when you're dealing with somebody who can't or won't. It's really fucking tragic because those are usually the types of people who before too long never leave the house. Yeah. And I think that's kind of like the quintessential the quintessentialism of getting of becoming like an old <laughs> asshole. You know. Hey, we're halfway there. <laughs> That was a high five, folks. Yes, it was. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so that's probably a good point to actually start the podcast. We're yeah. thirteen minutes in. Yeah. Speaking talk. <laughs> speaking of like, a, well, speaking of like a lack of imagination, uh, the game awards. Holy Jesus! Yeah, you were talking about not year. growing up. <laughs> I I like award shows. I like them. I, I like how they present. Hey, this is what the best of this medium was for this mm, year. Mm-hmm. And then the Game Awards came out. And as a counterpoint, I'll be the guy that's like, I don't really give two fucks about any sort of award show whatsoever. This actually doesn't matter at all, does it? Oh, no. I remember what it was. It was when Pan's... Okay, up to that point, I I had a cynical view of award shows. But when Pan's Labyrinth just got an Oscar for, like, makeup, I was like, fuck you. You guys don't use... Okay, I don't don't understand the approach that that you guys are taking, but this is all crap. Pan's Labyrinth should have gotten, should have like lassoed the shit uh, out of this entire affair. I, I don't hold, I don't hold a whole lot of uh, a whole lot of credence for uh, award shows at all. This one, pardon my, what sounds like token cynicism, didn't really, uh, didn't really do much to um, turn that tide back around. So but, should we even do this? Well, you're still positive about them. <laughs> you still have something to find within this whole. <laughs> Uh, this Icarus charade. Well, of... that was until I started looking at some of these categories. Yeah. <laughs> well, they do the same annoying damn thing. Here's here's what puts the Game Awards, and it's not the same Game Awards uh, that we talk about like uh, every year. There's actually like three different yeah. major Game Awards shows per year. Right? I think this one. This is the Keeley one. Yeah, I think this is the one that is starting to take the lead as like the most prestigious. God, is that the word I, I hope use? that's not the adjective. It, it might be appropriate. 
But if it is, that just makes me double sad. Yeah, it, uh, it's <laughs> it's kind of like comparing the Oscars to the Golden Globes. It's like different audiences are picking the winners of these things. Yeah, and the Golden Globes are usually like the honest Oscars too, or they used to be. I haven't really paid attention to them for the past couple of years. But this does this goes beyond in that it like it wears its biases for all to see. The same effing five games in like ten different categories. Get the fuck out of here. Yeah, I. <laughs> Well, let's look at one of these these categories. Just pick any of them. Pick any. Well, here, this one in particular, I wanted to point out. They have a what is? Oh, it? One, that's three, right. They have four, like a lot of six, seven, eight. They have like a lot of non gaming categories this time. There's almost like thirty categories here. Mm-hmm. Ten of which are for esports. Is esports really getting that freaking big? It is. All right, it is. The I play, don't. The place that I worked at up north had an esports show. I don't know a single esport. Host, player, team, game. Well, game I might know. Uh, that is true. A- event. It feels like the hype around it is kind of forced because a lot of the content creators. We'll go back to let's for a, for a, for a sample selection here. Content- yeah, this is the one I wanted to talk about. Content content creator of the year. That's, yeah, yeah, that's the one. All right, who the fuck are these people? I have no freaking clue. <laughs> All right, we have Courage, okay. Doctor Lupo, Ewok, Gref, Greg, Gref, Gref, Gref. <laughs> David Martinez. I'll just say G Ref G. I and don't know. Shroud. I looked at these five names. I'm like, do they have some kind of rule where previous winners can't win again, regardless? Well, Shroud I know because, and I have the funny thing is that like I have a I have an alert for Dexato, which is like an esports uh, streamer uh, oriented website, like a blog site, like the Kotaku for this shit. Uh-huh. Um, and I know about Shroud because he was one of those high profile streamers that made the leap from Twitch to Mixer, which is you're really just like trading. Uh, a bathtub full of ants for a swimming pool full, full of roaches when you do that. <laughs> just saying. Um, <laughs> but our, half of our audience just shivered. Yeah. Good. <laughs> That's what we do. All here. three of you. <laughs> if, if you, if you, if you don't, if you crouch, if you cringe, crouch, crouch. If you cringe any less than five times during the show, then we haven't done our jobs. No. But the, the only other, the only other stream I've heard of was, uh, Alinity because, uh, she beats her fucking dogs and, oh, uh, Ninja because, well, Drake is a fan of his. And Ninja's like the biggest one on the planet. Pretty much, yeah. But these five guys, I pulled both of my boys into the room and I said, have you heard of any of these guys? And they're like... Which, disclaimer, your guys are on like YouTube and watching a Let's Play shit like nonstop. Oh yeah, like uh, Roblox, Minecraft, Fortnite, mm-hmm. just you name it. They're watching that stuff round the freaking clock. And you they think, had no idea who any of these guys were. You think were. Fortnite would be enough of an umbrella topic to at least kind of... Uh, like kind of overlap some of these some of these people. I have no idea who. They, I mean, this could be us sounding like old farts as well. <laughs> yeah, there we go. <laughs> like shit, man. Who are these kids? <laughs> who are these little pushers? Get a real job. Oh god, we probably should have invited Adam onto the show. <laughs> Too late now. He won't answer our calls anymore. Oh. Uh, Let's start somewhere close to the bottom here. How about strategy game? That one's gonna be interesting. I don't know any of these categories or mm-hmm. what's been nominated, mm. but for strategy game we have. Age of Wonder Planetfall. We have Anno. An- Anno 1800. A- that's part of a series of, uh, of uh, I want to say naval strategy games. Uh, that, that, that's been around for like quite a while. Oh, okay. I, I, I think at least since the late 90s. But I've um, I've not played any of them. Oh. Uh, Fire, Fire Emblem. Emblem Three Houses. Mm-hmm. Uh, Total War Three Kingdoms. Tropico, Tropico 6. 6 is another venerable. Total War and Tropico have been around for a very long time. And the last one is Wargroove. The, now, I can tell you that the two on here that make me really happy that were included were, were thrown on as gimmies. 
And that's because uh, Fire Emblem Three Houses is the most recognizable strategy game on a uh, console platform. Uh, you know, a, a, a prime, uh, excuse me. No, uh, something that's primarily like, uh, I don't want to say casual, but like people that don't game on the PC a whole lot. It's a console. You know? Okay. Fire Emblem and Wargroove would be the other one, which is great because it's indie and uh, the theming is fucking fantastic. But So it sounds like you have a favorite in this category. Uh, Wargroove definitely because uh, uh, because I uh, because Cellar Door made one of my favorite uh, uh, rogue lights uh, in the last couple of years and that was um, that was Rogue Legacy, but you know there are two there were those two that stick out the most and the rest of them were just like PC heavy uh, RTS games and it was and it was just like all right I wonder if people stream the shit out of these on Twitch and if you look them up on Twitch there's a pretty there's a pretty fat following for all of them. Next category, let's look at sports and racing game. I figured these two would stand alone on uh, as separate categories because there's lots of games for both mm-hmm. sports and racing. I don't, I don't see it as the same thing. That's a kind of a weird category to combine, isn't it? Yeah, because um, like you've got Crash Bandicoot standing next to next to like a Brazilian soccer player. That's okay. Yeah, that's we a, have. Five titles. Hell of a style clash. Crash Team Racing Nitro Fueled. Mm-hmm. Uh, have you played that? No. No. I haven't done that many racing games. Okay. No, the only racing game I played this year was Coffin Dodgers, which doesn't belong on here either. Ah. Yeah. <laughs> well, then we have Dirt Rally 2.0 mm-hmm. and F1 2019. Then a pair of soccer games, eFootball Pro Evolution Soccer 2020. Shorten your title, guys. You know when, uh, whenever a game is like given for nomenclature, uh, like a version number. Mm-hmm. I guess they do that for like style stylization purposes. That pisses gonna be- me off when the number doesn't match the year, though. It, it's a, that's a little irritating. But you know who gets double irritated by this is probably like core members of the development team because they're working on Dirt Rally 2.0. Is it Dirt Rally 2.0 1.5? Or which build are they in? Are or they in the beta? Are they in the beta for 2.0? <laughs> <laughs> the other game on this category is FIFA 20, which, from what I've heard, is the same exact game as FIFA 19. Yeah, but we played wrestling games. You know what the deal is. They have to update the rosters every year. Well, that's fine. You know, updated rosters, that's great. Mm-hmm. Uh, but there's still a significant difference between No Mercy and WrestleMania 2000. In Yes, in oh, you mean in modern day video uh, wrestling games? We we grew up during we grew up during a very blessed time. In we video were spoiled <laughs> that's rotten. Thing. That's the thing. Wrestling up to a point, wrestling games were not just good, but they kept trying to top each other, which was like the best era to live in. And then Ukes came on the scene and tanked all of that for us. <laughs> um, yeah, you're right. Uh, so like uh, FIFA is more or less just the same game, but with an updated roster and. I, I can understand why they do that for like licensing purposes. This is a short category to begin with. The last category we looked at it had at least seven entrants or seven nominations. This only has five, and it seems like FIFA is oblig- obligatory. It feels like this is a title that you know EA put up the money. So let's go, just get it on the list. We we only have four titles so far. And you, jeez, I think you actually peeled back a layer of this that I wasn't expecting to get to so soon. Uh, that, that you EA, think publishers EA, are paying to get their games nominated? I think there's a. There's a little bit of glad handing going on. Ooh, I would hate if that's really the case, but it's, we're talking video games. Speaking, could. speaking of shit that you don't want to confront in the bathroom. Yeah. <laughs> it's Bobby Kotick meeting up with Jeff Keighley you know, next to the sinks and being like, so. Uh, yeah, so, like, ob- obviously, neither of us have played either of these games. Um, I think anything could win as long as it's not FIFA 20. Yeah. Because that one has a little bit of a stigma what, to it. What is the last racing game you've played? Uh, other than a Mario Kart? 
Oh, that okay. Yeah, they are still making Mario Karts. Well, you. I, I tend Mario not, Kart 8 got re-released for the Switch. I tend to not think of Mario Kart because usually you're in a room full of people with them. Yeah, that and, is and more when, of a party when, game. Yeah, and when a, when, when a, part, when a party-like atmosphere uh, orbits the, the game experience that you're currently, you know, ensconced in. <laughs> and I did, not, I did not say Wisconsin. <laughs> I, I used a verb. Go Badgers! That, that is a state. Go Badgers. Jeez. Mm, uh, anyway, uh, it, it seems like more of a party game than it does an actual racing game. Um, one of these I would like to agree with, but I haven't played it yet. All right, we're but looking at role-playing games Role-playing now. RPGs. Um, anything Final Fantasy is kind of like off my radar right now. Um, Disco Elysium looks interesting as hell, and I can't wait to play that. And The Outer Worlds is from Obsidian, who does, well, who made one of my favorite role-playing games of all time. Maybe two of them. I'm still on the outs with Alpha Protocol, but that's another topic for another Did day. Outer Limits... When was that released? Outer Outer Worlds? Outer Worlds, excuse me. Because the Outer Limits, Limits was released <laughs> in the <laughs> late 60s. Yes. Hosted by Rod Serling. Yes. The late Rod Serling. Yes. And uh, the Outer Worlds came out this year. Just a couple of months ago, I think. Uh, the reason you haven't oh, seen okay. that much of it is because it was an Epic Store exclusive. I think it still is, and it's got like another... Oh, that again? Yeah, that again. <laughs> Epic again? Uh, it's like Urkel. God damn it. <laughs> Every fucking Friday night. <laughs> you throw it. <laughs> Throws a million dollars at a publisher. Oops, did I do that? <laughs> Shut up, Urkel! <laughs> Shut up, Outer World! <laughs> you sex pest in the making. All right, so do you Urkel. have a dog in this race of these five? Uh, because Disco Elysium looks like something so different from the rest of from the rest of the category, uh, let alone other role playing games. Period. Uh, I would like to say that that's my dog in the race, but I need to play it first. Okay, fair enough. Yeah. Kingdom Hearts 3, I haven't played that yet. I actually hit a hard wall, I think, in Kingdom Hearts 2, and I just stopped playing, and I just uh, picked and, it up And again. that hard wall was called The Story. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's why I haven't played Kingdom Hearts 2. Oh, you played it too! <laughs> well, oh, I have um, I have the story thus far on my wish list, because it has uh, RE Chain of Memories on there, uh-huh. which is my favorite Kingdom Hearts so far. Oh, okay. Which is like... It's not even, it's not, it's it's, it's a total side story. It has nothing to do with, like, the main vein of the narrative. And it's like, you know what? That it's works. the B-plot. That's fine. Yeah, I dig it. Just for S&Gs, I want to see indies. No, I want to see mobile games because I kind of didn't expect that okay. to pop up on this. Mobile category. Let's see, we have Call of Duty Mobile? That's a thing? What? Okay. Grindstone. Grindstone, which is Copy Bars exclusive for mm-hmm. Apple Arcade. Uh, Sayonara Wild Hearts, which is uh, another um, Annapurna thing. Sky Children of the Light, I have not heard of, but it's from that game company. Um, and uh, Oh, wait, no, I'm thinking of the wrong... I'm thinking of the wrong, I'm sorry. And <laughs> What the Golf, which I have not heard of. Neither um, have I. Wait, did that game company do uh, Flower Journey, those? Or am I thinking of somebody else? Triband? Give it a shot. No, no, that game company. The name, oh. of, name, the name oh. of it's actually that game co- I know, I hate it when studios... Name themselves something like that. That's a very familiar. I thought you were talking about the, yeah. the last game on that category. It is right. Sky Journey Flower Flow. Oh, they have a thing for one title names. Yeah, because they do the art house thing. Okay, okay, they, Journey. I remember. Uh, They're very artsy fartsy. I was gonna go with atmospheric, but you're not wrong, really. <laughs> um, yeah, they do. They do a lot of uh, feelsy sorts of games, and um, as a mobile title, that's interesting. I looked them up, because I didn't know they did mobile stuff. Uh, Siren Hour Wild Hearts, I could probably fucking pass on. Grindstone, I really want to play, but it is unfortunately an effing... When you do exclusive on mobile, 
you're really tugging at that platform's dick. Because there's no reason for you to just be like, yo, I'm all in on this gimmicky little device right here. I want the fewest amount of people to play my game as humanly possible. Thank you, Apple. Thank you for using such a such a warming <laughs> dick bomb while squeezing us. Oh, no, no, no. This is... <laughs> This is only available on Amazon store. You can't get it on... Oh, my God! <laughs> the first time that happened... All right, there was this game that I was so looking forward to playing back when I was, like, writing about indie games. Uh, it was called, like, um, Spellcaster or something. I don't know. It was, like, a word game, though. And you were dealt a hand of letters, right? Uh-huh. And, it, and the, the game... Uh, the game, the algorithm of the game uh, didn't stonewall you with just, like, like, five Zs or something. And you would gain... Um, not only you would gain points, but you would play out words like poker hands. Oh. And it was absolutely fascinating to me. It was just a long time ago, like in 2012. It is still, oh, as of like two years ago, still an Amazon exclusive. <laughs> you can't even get it on iOS for fuck's sake. It's like when you put out a game like that and then you just kind of like uh, cease supporting it afterwards and leave it on like a single storefront. You're pretty much just like, all right, I was looking for short term sales. That's all. Yeah. This is going into my next project, and uh, fuck anybody who, <laughs> fuck anybody who bought this. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you for the cash. So right. long, and thanks for all the fish. <laughs> uh, <laughs> is there anything, any other category on this row? We want I want to see at? what Games for Impact is because I, I yeah, that I'm, title alone. I'm pretty sure I, I'm gonna know what most of these are gonna look five like. Five titles. Of course, Grizz is on there. Yeah. For a thought-provoking game with a pro-social meaning or message. Well, that could be any freaking game. Uh, yes, but these are games created by certain people who are friendly with certain people in the industry, uh, particularly among the press. Okay. And that's a sad thing indeed. Kind Words actually looked legitimately interesting to me. Life is Strange 2. This is so great. Um, Honestly, like, Concrete Genie, Grizz, Sea of Solitude I haven't heard of, and Kind Words. The first three did look interesting to me, and I might get around to them at some point. Everybody that I asked that has played the first Life is Strange game... And this is a lot of people, by the way. I, I, I get unsolicited opinions on this <laughs> because I'll be like, "All right, what's what's the what's the worst game you played out of the last ten years?" And they'll be like, "Life is Strange One." It's like, really? Wow. No kidding. Like Osmos, <laughs> like <laughs> that, as that still exists. Worst AAA ti- <laughs> title they've ever played. I guess so. I don't know. It's just that people have like such a strong aversion to Life is Strange. So I was like, I want to know what's so bad about this shit because it looks like a point and click adventure game to me, and those are story heavy. You expect a yeah. lot of focus on character development to be to be a, fo- a foundational part of that experience and i watched the playthrough of it and i'm like these two bitches need to shut the fuck <laughs> no stop talking like that stop with those words you don't sound like people just shut up <laughs> you sound like puppets controlled by college students that didn't graduate but still think they deserve to you're f- oh man it's it's just like the it's just like it's, all right, all right, calm, oh, it calm, gives it's it like wears its fakeness. It wears its fakeness like a fucking like a purple ass hat with with pins from bands that you've never seen attached to every single square inch of it. It's the worst shit. And as and I was like, thank you for opening my eyes, people. By the way, <laughs> I'm glad that you like shoved that opinion on me without me even like like fishing for it. And then what really sucks is that like. By the way, I don't get this heated about a game unless I'm kind of looking forward to playing it. Because I want to expect that there's... What I'm looking for out of it is still there. And that I'm somehow, somehow, somehow justified in being interested in it. And this game is just like, man, you're a dumbass. <laughs> <laughs> How dare you come up to me and ask for my number? I'm going to ruin your life. 
<laughs> All right. So, Life is Strange 2 is on there. And apparently, <laughs> apparently it was impactful. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> What's a fresh, a fresh indie game presented by Subway? That's <laughs> a cat. Oh my god, that's really the category. That's not a that's not a category name. That's just a Rochambeau that somehow snuck its way in there. Wait, do they have best indie game? Uh, independent game we the, looked at. They have independent game and then and fresh indie game. Yeah, yeah here's here's, here's the thing. Here's the thing about these three categories, and I have a theory about this. Uh-huh. I think it's because the load of uh, indie games released year to year is so great that they can't simply pick a sample size of shit at least ten. 10 would be too much of a challenge. Uh. And they had five in the in the one category we looked at, right? Independent yeah, the, game. Games for Impact. Or games independent for, game. Independent game had about, I want to say it was five. Games for Impact definitely had five. Oh, actually, independent game we didn't look at. Oh, oh shit. Those are some it pretty would, solid picks. Uh, Baba is You. Baba is You is pretty cool. Disco. Yeah. Disco Elysium. Katana Zero. I haven't played, but looks fly as hell. Um, Outer Wilds, which is not the Outer Worlds, it's a different thing. <laughs> and the game where that's probably going to win. Yeah. Um, Untitled. Untitled Goose Game? Yeah. yeah, because it because it boosted the careers of half of the streamers they're talking about. <laughs> of course it is. It's 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 total content creation bait. Outer Wilds, I've like had some opinions on. They weren't like super hot about it, but it was just like good idea. Uh, kind of flopped in the execution. Huh. Um, but that's all I know about it, unfortunately. I'm still interested in it, but again, Epic Game Store. Alright, so that was independent game. Yeah, but fresh indie. Fresh indie game presented yeah. by Subway. Yeah. So yeah. Outer Wilds is in it again, and... Yep. Oh! Studios! Uh, it, wait. Uh, recognizing a new independent studio that released its first game in 2019. Uh, okay. Mm, see, Megacrit's on there for Slay the Spire, but Slay the Spire came out in twenty at least 2018. Well, I know that they have a cutoff point, and it's like the beginning of December uh, of the previous year. Yeah, but this was early in 2018. Oh, well, I can't explain it then. That said, if they didn't get an award for it last year, maybe the makeup work uh, should be worth it. Because not only did they make a good game, uh, they made a game that is inspired like the formats of like countless other card crawlers. So is the award for the studio's first game? It's for the first game, but again, the first game came out. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, what does it say it came out? Uh, Mega Crit. Let's just say Slay the Spire release date. All right. Slay the Spire came out November. 2017. That's so two that's, years ago. So why is this? I, I don't know. That's odd, isn't it? That is very odd. I mean, give the award to him, but um, I'd say out of this entire group, they would, be the most des- they would be the most deserving, at least, of the games that I have played. But you can't, like, swing your dick in any one direction, flash it or, uh, you know, stick in a pig, um, without hitting, like... <laughs> Sorry, what? Who grew up on the farm? Um, isn't that how you spent your days on the farm during your childhood? Anyway, let's bring this back to some form of, like, decorum. <laughs> right. There are so many imitators to that game now. Merely a year and a half afterwards, at its latest release date, and I think its latest release date might have been in July uh, on the Switch... And and you and you don't even have to search that far, like down the Steam rabbit hole, in order to get one, at least one. So not only was it a good game, it was that sort of influential. Huh. Yeah. All right. Uh, let's see. Do we want to look at narrative or multiplayer game? I'm I'm interested in multiplayer game just to see what's nominated. Um. Yeah, because they can't do Fortnite again. But the, that's an odd one because 
What separates a multiplayer game from being an ongoing game? Well, they say for outstanding online multiplayer gameplay and design, including co-op and massive multiplayer experiences... Irrespective of game's genre or platform? Thank you. Okay, so it's like type agnostic, which is why you see Tetris here. Yeah. And I've heard a lot of good things about Tetris 99... Still, though, what's the difference between this and an ongoing game? Because uh, these, these, uh, the, I'm, I'm assuming that uh, indefinite and ongoing support is core to the structure of their selections here, and that sounds pretty much like the other category. <laughs> Are these games that like dropped this year, and the other ongoing game is like? I think they were all this year. Is um. I don't know, separate from when it was released. Oh. I don't know. I think it's, I think this is another way for them to like bump up the uh, sample size again. Or maybe when they were no, it had to have been they were released in the last twelve months or so. Yeah, well, all these definitely were. The next category would be the uh, the other one that we're talking about. I think narrative. Oh, never mind. For outstanding. Oh hey, storytelling. There's, there's Death Stranding again for the tenth fucking time. Okay. Yeah. Outer Worlds again. It might even be a good game. I don't know. I just you can't. You can't take that many categories and... Mm. I mean, it is a Kojima, and his hit, his track record is there. Yeah, but Kojima's focus. Like, the reason you show up to the theater for a Kojima joint... <laughs> we'll, we'll roll with the terminology. I don't give a shit. I'm kind of... Kind of tired, but um, um, the reason you, you the reason you show up for a Kojima uh, game is mostly for narrative because gameplay wise, they're either like really plain or they're a little bit too clever for their own good, and they always result in some sort of like parenthetical or peripheral jankiness that everybody just kinds of ignores because it's a Kojima game. Fair enough. Being that what I'm saying here is that like this is one of the categories that if you had like like pick three like at least three categories, this would definitely be one of them for Death Stranding, but like. Best best director would get best game design, best all this other stuff. No. There are other there are plenty of other games that were released this year who would trump this one particular selection. Well that's one game. But the thing is that like there's a ton I'm one of those jerks that doesn't buy like brand new games in the year that they come out. Neither like do if, I. like if I do, it's Spider Man and then that's it. Or this year was I have so many titles that uh-huh. I got through the PlayStation Plus. Uh-huh. Yeah. And two of them that immediately come to mind are The Last of Us and uh-huh. Detroit Human. Become Human. Become yeah. Human. Which, thank goodness I didn't get a narrative pick. <laughs> well, the, here's what I like about Detroit Human. Huh. Um, the story branches off into, like, left, right, all kinds of different places. <laughs> the thing that... The two things that really piss me it off sounds is, like an assumed name, Detroit Human. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Shit, here comes Detroit... I don't know why they call them that. Have you ever played a game where it it's kind of like a choose-your-own-adventure type of game, and they'll lay out, like, here's 20 things for you to just look at and examine. You don't mm-hmm. have to... You could tell by the, the terminology. It's like, oh, I could just, like, pick up this book, look at the title, put it mm-hmm. down, pick up this glass, look at that, put it down, and, like, register everything. Uh-huh. Sometimes when you pick something up, it opens up a separate bracket for you to, for your story to go. Sometimes it does this. Yeah. It's always like the second or third thing you pick up, look at it, and that advances the story. And you can't go back to look at those other items. Yes. That's irritating as fuck. Here's, the, here's, here's what gets my goat about that shit. That, when they throw all those other things at you for you to look at and just kind of like put down and then move on to the next thing, that's, all that is is like the illusion of free will. The, it's, the yeah. illusion, it's, it's, it's fraudulent choice is what that is. And I know that people like... I know the people the people that work on these games uh, do what they can in order to like uh, create like three dimensional flavor text for all these incidental uh, events that occur 
in those scenarios, but it's like it's so fucking unnecessary. It doesn't contribute to like the game as a whole, and certainly not to the uh, whole world build, world building aspect of it. It's just there to distract you until you find the thing that advances the game for you. Uh, here's the thing: I I've had a little bit of this with uh, playing with La Noire. La Noire is bad about this. Oh, because it because when you're looking for uh, when you're looking for evidence, and I don't know if you've played any of that during the investigation scenes. I want to play it, so don't spoil it. It's 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 still a good game. Okay, uh, but it is really linear, especially for an open world game. I have heard that. Yeah, um, and it's like in order to kind of like uh, dull that uh, feeling, they left a lot of garbage around in the investigation scene. So if like the controller buzzes and you're like, oh, evidence, maybe I'll find an ear, and it turns <laughs> out that like it's a beer bottle. And that's it. Cole will tell you, this doesn't really mean anything. I was like, well, thanks, Cole. <laughs> Thank God you're on the force keeping us safe. <laughs> you fickle piece of shit. You're the one that noticed it. <laughs> Dick. <laughs> All right, here's a category I want to check out. Family game. Don Draper kicked your ass. All right. <laughs> anyway. That's got a couple of really... Basic. Wow, this is all Nintendo, isn't it? Uh, yeah, when you it think is. family games, you think Nintendo, which is kind of a pisser because when did Overcooked come out? Oh, the first Overcooked was a couple of years ago, wasn't it? I think so, yeah. Uh, all right. Well, uh, we I'll, get, I'll give them that. We have uh, Luigi's Mansion 3 Ring Fit Adventure, which is mm-hmm. basically Wii Fit Volume yep. 2. Yep. <laughs> uh, Super Mario Maker 2 uh-huh. Smash Ultimate, which did that. Has that been out for over 12 months now or no? It came out in, um, I want to say it came out in, like, January. Ah. This might be worth looking up. I want to say they came out in either January or December of last year. Okay. I remember because I got it maybe about a year, or not a year, a month or two after it was actually released. December 2nd. December 7th. December 7th of last year. So, so it flies just right underneath the threshold. Yep. And Yoshi's Crafted World... Uh, this is this should go to Luigi's Mansion. This should be no contest. It should, and I feel that's like I feel it's because they didn't look that all that hard for uh, family friendly stuff. I'm starting to get that vibe. Yeah, um, about all these categories. Well, at least at least on Nintendo's at least on Nintendo's own system, some stuff would have come out this year that would that would that would fit the bill more than amicably. I wonder how they base these nominations because Mario Odyssey, in my opinion, is much better than Mario Maker Two. But Odyssey came out two years ago. Oh, did it? That is still true, yeah. I want to know why the F uh, Dragon Quest Builders 2 isn't anywhere on. You're right. This. That should and be And that's not just here. because like I'm I'm a big fan of that game. That's like probably my favorite Dragon Quest game ever. And people people that have played 6 are like, you son of a bitch. How dare you? One thing that I didn't expect out of that game, I mean, it made vast improvements over 1. And I already liked 1 well enough. The whole resetting your gear thing between chapters was a little bullshit, but they got rid of that for this game. What they did in this game was they actually introduced... I know this is going to sound just like fucking me sneezing sugar up someone's asshole. (laughs) Is that a saying? If you need a visual (laughs) reference of some kind. Is that an actual saying? I don't think so. You know, it it happens when you live in the South for too long. You just come up with axioms. Is that Splenda? No? Okay, I'm good. Your pants will be dancing with figs! (laughs) (laughs) That was a guy who lived in the South for too long. It just comes up with sayings. He's um, selling boiling peanuts. Mm-hmm. They put that's what they put in those peanuts is the ability to say shit like that. Anyway, whatever. <laughs> Stop. It had a good story. It really did. Like at the beginning of the of the at the beginning of the game, you meet somebody. It's it's a person who stays with you 
throughout the entirety of the game. Okay, and I gotta talk carefully because I don't wanna spoil a lot of this for anybody. Because him being with you and accompanying you throughout the game is also a core game mechanic. That's why they created that character. The thing about uh, Yushihori is that uh, he was very good with tying a game's story, Dragon Quest story, in with the new mechanic or whatever gimmickry they've introduced with each successive installment. Okay. So like uh, with um, with Dragon Quest V, they wanted to have it be more... Uh, they wanted to have the character's development to be more stopgap. He's learned this many things at this point in the game, even though you didn't organically learn them yourself. How did they do that? The story is that one character is the hero's story throughout his entire life. So he starts childhood, oh, okay. through adolescence, and then through... Now, Dragon Quest Builders 2, that's why they introduced Malroth, because you can't be concentrating on fighting all the time, so he takes care of the fighting for you. However, shit happens to him. A mm. lot of stuff. And I swear to God, I have not cheered at the end of a game. <laughs> I don't cheer at the end of games often, because by the time you get to the end of them, you're like, whew, all right, we're good. <laughs> We're done. There have been a few titles that as soon as the game's over, you're like, no, keep going. Yeah, yes. The, well, that's the thing. That's like you, you, you want more of it. But the thing, the thing, the thing about Dragon Quest Builders is that it does keep going after the narrative segments are uh, over, mm -hmm. after the main game is done, and it's not like just by like free worlding and stuff. It they do ask you to like uh, seek out new blueprints and stuff, which is pretty cool. It gives you more to gives you more to do afterwards. But like at the end, when um, you rescue the person, and then the person is rescued, and then uh, other stuff happens. <laughs> Dude, no, okay. Let I'm me, watching let me, your mind just try to go through that laser grid, yes, trying not it's to like, trip I'm it. I'm trying to step through the through the minefield, the spoiler minefield here. And let me let me let me put, you, let me, let me put it to you this way. Uh, a high five has never meant more in a video game, or perhaps any like story ever, uh, than it did in this. It was such a cool fucking moment, and I was like, "Yeah, yeah, it's free." <laughs> and it's nowhere on this site, not a single category. And it was definitely a standout game from this year for me. Among many others that I'm for whatever reason or another not when not remembering because I've I might have been playing that for the last four months. But there 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 have been plenty of others that I've like just gotten into this year that that deserve a spot more than like Death Stranding's sixth nomination. Yeah, you know. All right, so while we're still trashing this grievances, uh, this whole thing, <laughs> nerd grievances, <laughs> impotent fanboy rage. I'm sorry for being so typical. <laughs> yeah, right, this this one right here. There's two separate categories that have the same title. Action game and action adventure game. All right. The, those really should be the same thing. I can already tell you what's going to be in each category. Without All right, let's on. look at action adventure action, game. Action, action adventure game is going to be open world shit, and action game is going to be shooters. Okay. Click so, on action adventure. Action adventure. We've got... No, that was a whole lot wrong. This oh. is action adventure? This is action... Yeah, action adventure. See, Borderlands, I would have assumed would be an action game. Okay, so how about this? Categories don't mean nothing. Yeah, I'm looking at the description. <laughs> For the best action-adventure game, combining combat with traversal and puzzle solving. All right. What puzzles are you solving in Borderlands? They're pro mm, Aside from go out and shoot that guy in the face. Not as many as there would be in Control or perhaps Death Stranding or definitely Resident Evil 2. And Wait a minute. Probably Th Legend of Zelda Link's Awakening. Wait a minute. Resident Evil 2? Yeah. It was remade. 
Which is kind of, sh- that's kind of sucky, Then isn't it shouldn't it? count! That's kind of shit, yeah. <laughs> Come to think of it. I mean, unless they made, like, drastic quality of life improvements. Or how, any- how close or, is, it, is or, it to the original? As far as I know, it's, like, still tank, there's still, like, third-person tank controls. It's just, like, a, 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 a technical upgrade? Same exact game? No, 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 no. This is the one with the guy in the trench coat. Okay, so it is, it is now third-person. I haven't seen too many playthroughs of it, but I kept thinking, ah, that's But it's right. still the same was, game, right? It, Just it, was, it, was re- it was kind of remade, but with the Resident Evil 4, uh, with Resident Evil 4's genetics. God, you know what now, I mean? Now you know you've done wrong when you're making me angry. But, but Sekiro, Sekiro Shadows Die Twice is firmly a fucking action game. If you've got more than is three, good? if you got more than three blogs writing about how difficult it is and how bad the developers are for making it difficult, then it's probably an action game. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> so it's like a Ninja Gaiden? Uh, very, yeah, Ninja Gaiden, uh, Dark Souls, uh, 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 amalgamation of the two. Okay. Control, I think, Control and Legend of Zelda Link's Awakening fit this category the most. And probably Death Stranding, because a lot of that seems open world too. Even though from all I've seen of Death Stranding, it seems like you play like a glorified pizza dude. <laughs> Isn't that pretty much it? You play like the world's awesomest pizza guy? <laughs> I mean, you're on a motorcycle and you've got like an order. Stack. You got an oven on your back, so yeah, yeah, why not? Yeah, it's like you've got you've got a stack. You got like a stack of twenty flats, and you're like blasting through uh, war torn neighborhoods and shit. Oh my god! That's and you're awesome. like, all right, three large, <laughs> and then you have to you like have to take no. Where's tip. my pepperoni? You have to take no tip without complaining. Yeah. <laughs> No wonder they cast Norman Reedus. Now that dude's cold blooded. Oh, that's so that's great. Um, that. And now what do they put for action? Let's see. All right, action game. We've got Apex Legends, which uh, Astral Chain. You know what's kind of funny about that? I would have put that in action adventure. Devil May Cry Five is primarily an action game, but it has a lot of puzzle elements to it. All right. Yeah. Their description says for the best game in the action genre, focus primarily on combat. Yeah. Now Apex, Call of Duty, Devil May Cry. I'm sorry, Call of Duty, Gears 5, and what's over there? Metal, Metro Exodus? No, Metro Exodus does not belong in this ad- category at all. What the hell is... I've never heard of Metro Exodus. Oh, ooh, really? Yeah. Oh, Metro games are good. Okay. They're they're pretty solid stuff, but they're strong in narrative. But and wrong category. Wrong category. Shit. They, put a, they should have put that one in narrative, for fuck's sake. <laughs> <laughs> and Astral Chain I would have put also in uh, Action Adventure as well. Now, you're very high on Astral Chain, is that correct? Yeah. Yeah, I, this is a it's, game I want to try one day. It's, I haven't mentioned it before because uh, I've played very little of it. But, but the little you've played is, like, stellar. Uh, oh, it's like Beautiful Joe style? Yeah. Oh, I've got to get on uh, this. Yeah. I mean, it's okay. People are going to be like, you're an asshole. Beautiful Joe is 2.5. By the way, don't use that phrase ever in front of me ever again. 2.5 is not a thing. It doesn't exist. Um, it's plainer. That's what you mean. Yeah, you keep saying it. I know. I'm going to have to punch myself in the face when I get home now. Oh, God. Redeem yourself by doing it to your nuts. Uh, right now. Right now? Right now. I don't really feel that strongly about the terminology. Then the phrase honest. shall live forever. Ugh, it probably will. And because I knew it, I'm surrounded by assholes. <laughs> um, but yeah, Astral Chain was very much like a uh, like a, a chain, well, chain, yeah. yeah. A chain combo sort of a game, but it has a lot of that character um, and a lot of like tall talisms about it. And it, it's very much a platinum game. Which is right, it reminded me a lot of Beautiful Joe and much less uh, any, anything Devil May Cry or Okami, you know? All right, now here's the, the last one we'll look at. It's the big one, the game of the year. Let's get ready to be disgusted. Uh, right, so we've got... Bum, bum, bum. Oh, not that many to choose from, actually. Yeah, uh, 
kind of expected most of these. Uh, Control, I think Control got this as a nod for Remedy coming back into the dev fold because they haven't made anything really since like uh, again Resident Quantum, Evil Two. What the Resident Evil Two is over here again? Yeah. I, see, the thing about Game of the Year is that it is really subjective. I think that if any of these games were to exist in any of these categories, then this should have been it. But when you say Game of the Year, you mean like, all right, this hit a lot of boxes on the bingo card for having been a good game. Which means, to me, that it precludes them from occupying a space in any other category. You know what I mean? No, no, I, I don't agree with except, that. Except I, for except for maybe staff, you know, director of the year or something like that. Actually, I, I keep... if you want to ask me what game of the year should be, it should be the winner of all the other like subgenres. So, right, like, so like they would have to announce this one last. Yeah, that still pushes a lot of games out of the select or out of contention, though. Well, that's tr- I mean, do you see any of these possibly winning, but not winning its own category? I mean, Smash Brothers Ultimate. Why is that on here? I, it's See, a great game. I I enjoy it. If, it's if Smash Brothers is here and it's on the multiplayer category as well, it's on the family. It's on the family category, but if it was on the multiplayer one uh-huh. and it won in that category as well. I'd be pretty smoky about that if I worked on anything else. Yeah, that that honestly, that honestly, to me, should be a condition. Like if 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 people keep talking about and I, and, I, and I honestly feel like a lot of these were selected because of the hype that was attached to them as well, which is which is a whole lot unfair. I will, yeah, there was a lot of hype behind Ultimate. Yeah. And well, Sekiro not only had hype, but it also had controversy. Well, I mean, if we're going with hype, we, we got to go with Death Stranding. Death Stranding had hype for years, yes. <laughs> that was definitely it. And I think Death Stranding is on here so many times because Keely just happens to be like pals with Kojima anyway. So if it wasn't picked for uh, if it wasn't picked for that category, it would have been picked for like so many other ones too. There isn't really a whole lot more to say because because we've already talked about these games, <laughs> you know. Yeah. And that's what do, just, what do you think would win? What do I think is going to win this? Yeah. It's fucking Death Stranding is going to win. Yeah, it's. I mean, and if I wanted yeah. to be if I wanted to be fair, I would throw it towards Remedy Five Hundred Five because they made Alan Wake. I mean, that's basically it, and uh, <laughs> and they need to be making more games. And uh, honestly, I'd like Control to be successful so they can make Alan Wake too, and I can die a happy man. <laughs> um, Resident Evil Two, I don't know. Capcom just just keeps remaking stuff uh, to varying degrees of successes, and I'm glad that the Resident Evil stuff is panning out for them. But then again, they've trashed Mega Man. They trashed a lot of their other franchises. Yeah. Um, Sekiro. It's part of a trend that I'm not really keyed into, so I'm kind of indifferent about them. Smash Brothers. No, I don't think Smash Brothers should be on this category at all. Neither do I. No, it's a great game. I'm playing the shit out of. Fuck! I just went and bought like a GameCube controller adapter so I can like get better at it. <laughs> so I like playing it, obviously. But you know what? Well, I mean that, that shows how devoted you are to that particular game that you're going out to buy peripherals for it. Yeah, it's a great game, but you know what? It's fucking Smash Brothers. Yeah. Smash Brothers hasn't moved the needle on its own genre that it created back in 19 fucking 99, except for maybe like a like a couple of like cute modes here and there. You know, Coin Smash is awesome. I'll, that's that's going to be awesome forever. Back Coin Smash. Yeah. But the thing is, is that like it's still all right, hold left A, frame out, tap tap tap, smash, boom, onto the next stage. If you're and wondering what Corey's uh strategy is. It, well, people the thing is that like people that are actually good at smash are listening to me talk and they're like, "What does that do, man?" <laughs> <laughs> it makes me feel like I know what I'm talking about is what it does. And that is the real ultimate smash. That's right, hubris. <laughs> I think Luigi's Mansion Three should be on this list. Uh, I haven't played Luigi's Mansion Three, but the, here's here's my uh, here's my issue with that one. Luigi's Mansion Two was really good. 
Oh, Dark Moon? Dark Moon, yeah. Uh, it was such a vast improvement over the first game, and I liked the first game. Right. Um, how much more can they improve that game? How, how? In what ways have they innovated past two? I, I'm equal parts interested and incredulous. I think when I was playing Luigi's Mansion 3, I was so blinded by the technical aspects of its appearance. Oh, because it was like such a drastic visual overhaul? Yeah. yeah. I think that right there had me uh, overlook any kind. And I really didn't run into any problems with the game. And, uh-huh. and some of the new mechanics yeah, yeah. are fun to use. Mm-hmm. I enjoy them. Um, the slamming and whatnot? Yep. The, ha- the slamming, the plunger. Pause. Have you played uh, Ghostbusters the video game yet? Not yet. It's They got most of that shit from that game. I'm not even shitting you. Oh, my God. <laughs> really? Which means that that's just a good video game. Yeah. But nobody else is using those mechanics because nobody else is making ghost-catching games. And I'm really damn happy that Luigi's Mansion recognized that. <laughs> it's taken advantage and, of it. And, take, and took advantage <laughs> of it, yeah. So either way, yeah, play Ghostbusters video game. Which, which version? Because I've heard the uh, <sighs> Nintendo version is significantly different. I will trump up the Nintendo version because it provides it provides you with a lot of like uh with a lot of like character surrogacy in that you can just hold the wand or hold the Wiimote like this and it's it's basically roll it's just it's basically a fake play okay um that's why I liked it, it also uh the Wii uh the Wii shake or the Wii waggle uh, mechanics the <laughs> much maligned Wii waggle mechanics uh played well with the whole sh- uh the whole um with the whole smashing aspect of uh the ghost catching oh procedure yeah 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 so like whenever you whenever you have one I mean, you have to keep uh aiming at it until uh, the stream eventually latches onto it and then when you want to smash it a little arrow will pop up next to where the ghost is or the stream reticule mm-hmm. and you have to slam it in that direction oh and it feels way more organic than it does on like the pc version which i have been playing which i've been playing recently because i wanted to get, i wanted to see what the differences were between the two um and as it turns out the high def version of it actually has more stages <laughs> which kind of sucks but uh i don't know you trade one thing for the other okay and that was that was one of the things that stuck out uh, about it to you yeah well, the new mecha- if if a new mechanic is introduced, uh, nice and pacingly, I guess is the word, because you get your equipment. And it's like, oh yeah, that's how I do this. That's uh-huh. how I do that. Oh, and there's this new mechanic. Oh, this is pretty cool. And then they throw in Goo Luigi as well, which is, you know, it's basically Lost Vikings all over again. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that did look interesting. It's only because there hasn't been a Lost Vikings game in forever, and that is too goddamn long. I know. Ugh. All right, so that's going to do it for the Game Awards. We didn't really disclose anything new. <laughs> yeah, it, this this was a lot of like the, t- the typical like nerd belly aching, but it was it was the word on the street, and everybody was talking about it. So where the hell would be would we be if we did fucking belly ache about this bullshit like everybody else did? Oh, the Game Awards. Oh, what what the hell is this title? What is this game? I don't yeah. Know. So basically, we're just talking about prostates and complaints all night long. <laughs> You want to tell them what we're doing? Well, tomorrow as of the night we're recording this. Tomorrow as of the night we're recording this. All right. Well, if you get back in DeLorean, uh, you will uh, you will know that we are going to hit the Free Play Florida on Saturday. We don't have a booth or anything. We're just going to be like part of the bourgeoisie and stinking up the joint just like everybody else. Yeah, we'll be annoying everyone. Um, but yeah, I wanted to go because, um, well, because you play a bunch of pinball for like 30 bucks. <laughs> Sign me up. Yeah. Uh, James Rolfe's going to be there. 
You know, he's like a, a big uh, YouTube presence uh, who ought to be uh, interesting. Uh, I don't know. Is he having a panel or is he just there? Shit. I don't remember that. We'll figure that out. Yeah. I know that there is going to be a panel. This is the thing I'm looking forward to the most. The creators of Qbert are going to be there talking about the creation oh. of that game. And the reason I find that so interesting is because Qbert is kind of like a black sheep story uh, within early uh, within early game uh, history in that it was an art project and not a tech project. Nope, I never knew that. Yeah, one of the, one of the designers is an artist, and of course, you know, you can't really have a video game without a programmer. So he partners up with partnered up with two other people to create it. But there's a lot of trivia about the game that I find amusing. You start with the you start with the fact that the game used to be called Boogers and Snots, <laughs> <laughs> and then it can only go it can only get like more more interesting from there. Um, but that's one of those games that it, that it always fascinated me, and I always loved the game from back in the day too. Um, you know, for obvious reasons, like mm-hmm. nostalgia. <laughs> But if you had, like, this put next to, like, the creation of Burger Time, I would go towards the Cubert one, like, at the drop of a hat. We're probably going to buy shit. You know how this goes. <laughs> yeah, probably. I can tell you what. We'll probably talk about our next podcast unless we do something so crazy we end up getting arrested. Which, for them, we'll definitely talk about oh on our next podcast. Oh, my God. I want to do a podcast from prison. like From, from cell block C. From, from county. I don't, mean, I don't even mean, like, the prison that you get respect in. With like its own uh, in internalized economy or cigarette based economy, I mean like the shit where you're just kind of like in holding, and there's a dude next to you is like passed out but still kind of half hugging you, and you don't know whether or not to move to another bunk. But oh, surprise! The other bunk's taken up by a single dude with a really hard glare. <laughs> <laughs> we should do. We be- know how uh, Johnny Cash visions Folsom Prison. Yeah, Folsom. Yeah, no, in our luck, we'd get like Drake. <laughs> oh, anyway. Butch Patrick's going to be there tomorrow. Eddie Munster. Right. Oh, this is a good one, too. George Lowe is the voice of uh, go- Space Ghost. No kidding. From the uh, from the Coast to Coast era. Yeah. All right. <laughs> well, I would hope so. Oh, that would be, that'd be a pretty cool listen if he's on a panel. Nice. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's going to be a good time in there. And you know what? It's tough to over... It's tough to... Um, uh, it's tough to overdose on pinball. Yeah, that'd be really hard to do. I'll I'll try and bring my camera along. See, I don't know if oh, get some images. Yeah, if they've got if it, mm, they're gonna have newer pinballs there, you know that. Oh no, you, I did you've, not. Know you've that. not played the ACDC one. I know that for a fact. You're going to have to. Have I? Uh you'd remember because it's the only pinball ever created with its own subwoofer. So <laughs> huh. uh, that uh, that must go on the agenda. Um, okay. But but again, if they have the classics there, like I know we're gonna have to get some footage of Funhouse um, and Twilight Zone. It's gonna be a good time. The new Ghostbusters machine is like one of my new recent favorites, and surprisingly, the Munsters machine that came out last year is really fucking good. Like I thought it would be like trying to. Uh, you know, steal some of like uh, Adam's family's vintage thunder, but they're they're very much their own games, much like the TV shows. People assume that they're like you know copies of each other, and they're not. They're their own thing. You have to read between all the lines. And yeah, I could bang both Morticia and Lily, but they're very much <laughs> in my own mind, of course. <laughs> That was supposed I'm sure to- that just put the actresses at ease. Uh, yeah, yeah, well, one of them's dead, but I'm yeah. sure. <laughs> Still. <laughs> that was supposed to sound way funnier than it ended up sounding. It just sounded like <laughs> fucking, like, aggressively creepy. You know what that reminded me of? Uh-huh. Last night, 
I'm handing out casting roles to other members of the Somebody so we oh, can do... For the, for the top secret yeah, for project. Our, for our Christmas project. Somehow other people have found about this, and I don't think I've said anything online yet. Yeah, yeah. But other people are like, hey, can Dude, I do part? I can't believe how many people are, like, bidding for yeah. parts in this thing. Well, here's the funny thing. I, I put out, like, some kind of pitch to the group on uh-huh. Twitter, and I said, hey, uh, does anybody want to do a child's voice? Uh-huh. And a couple, bu- a couple people chimed in, and then Goops, God damn it, I love you, Goops. <laughs> His exact phrasing was, I could do a child. <laughs> I saw that! <laughs> that was move of the night. Too. Oh my god. <laughs> and then it was Jay Burson with phrase. Yep. <laughs> phrasing. <laughs> oh, it's gonna, it's gonna be a, it's gonna be a, an event, no matter how you cut it. Uh, and I know we can't like say too much about it at this moment, but like, I didn't, See, the thing about, like, the last, the precursor project that uh, that this is more or less kind of following in the footsteps of, it was really just us three kind of jerking off each other's faces for, <laughs> for like, an hour and a half. Um, and I didn't really think, I mean, this, uh, out of all of our podcasts, this is the one that I, I think I listen to the most. And I don't know why. This was just because, like... Oh, last year's Blue Bar- blue Carbuncle? Y- yeah. Okay, we can say that much about it, that it has to do with another Cretans Guild production. Oh, you know, yeah, we're doing a... We're, a lot of people already know about this. We're doing a Christmas read again this year. Okay, except but, for, but with the, story's, more, the story's under wraps, though. The exact story that we're doing. I, you know, I think we could say what it is. Okay, go ahead. It's Christmas Carol. Yes. The classic. Yeah, we're going to... We're going to blaspheme against the Christmas Carol. <laughs> So, yeah, we're going, like, right to the top shelf with our uh, uh, Christmas reinventions, and I use that term very inaccurately. Yeah. Um, this, which could easily be a complete disaster, <laughs> just be the three of us doing all the voices. No, wait. Mm-hmm. Jay would be the narrator, you would be Scrooge, and then I'm doing so everything I'm still, else. I'm still trying to work on the Scrooge voice, too. I wouldn't, I wouldn't do that to you. Can, can you give me a sample of what you're thinking? No, I'm, I can't come up with it yet. I'm like, I'm, like, trying different accents and stuff. But I'm like, I don't know where to go with like Terry Jones Welsh or like um, think older or like um, older, like yeah. older, older. Like think Sherlock old. Well, you see, You're I, Sherlock I, old. I, I did Sherlock already. That's yeah. the thing. Um, and I don't want to be like, I don't want to have to like gargle hot asphalt and then just do the same accent that like all night because that would be okay. I'm pretty sure that would tear my shit up. I'd have to, I'd have to learn how to smoke and I don't want to do that. <laughs> So I'm thinking about like George C. Scott, and I know George C. Scott wasn't exactly uh, English. Let me hear you, George C. Scott. Uh, I can't. Okay, because my fly. voice isn't that deep. All right, all right. Uh, yeah, unfortunately. Oh, so I, I, might think have, I do want to hear it now. I might have to take some hormone. All right, here's my George C. Scott. You ready? Yeah. All right. I'm George C. Scott. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a selfish prick. <laughs> so Gilbert Gottfried's gonna. Be- so it's Gilbert Gottfried because that's like the only other voice that I can do. <laughs> I don't know. I might do. Uh, I, I might like kind of ape Benedict Cumberbatch's accent in the Imitation Game, which was so bad it was almost comical. <laughs> Alright, so we got some time to work on. In the meantime, I think this is a good time for us to sign out. You can get us on Twitter, Instagram, YouTube, and all that fun stuff. Just look at Cretans Guild, and you know what? There's probably we have a link tree. You can get this Christmas ghost <laughs> and shove it up your ass. <laughs> but sir, it's Christmas. Then shove it up your Christmas ass! <laughs> the aristocrats! <laughs> <laughs> Ha <laughs> <laughs>
<laughs> Remember, he played Hitler in Highway to Hell.